Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Podcast, where we choose to focus our energy, embrace our strengths, and move toward the compelled businesswomen we were meant to be. It's time to free ourselves from the chaos and the constant stream of ideas and build a life of impact and joy that honors our hard stuff, that makes meaning of our losses, and that helps us to make an impact in the world. It's time to finally take our power back and gain the follow-through that we've been desperately needing while also learning to leave the swirl behind. I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, self-discovery junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew. And I believe you can have it all. So put down that to-do list, grab that coffee, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. In today's episode, we have Heather McGuffey, and she's going to share with us seven tips on how to overcome hurdles and make money at home. She was able to blast out $36,663 in debt this year. Hey, Heather, welcome to the show. What's up, Angel? I'm so excited to hear your story, and I know it can help so many, especially in this uncertain time right now. I know that I was right there with you whenever big things were happening with our businesses. Basically, they got blew up. (laughs) And so I definitely think that your rebuilding story is one that people need to hear right now. So I'm really anxious for them to hear your story. Oh, thank you. So, you know, I always think, so I am a mom of three. I have three girls. They are now nine, seven, and five. And, you know, my whole like career kind of takes me back to nine years ago. So I kind of like landed almost my dream job um, right before I got pregnant with our first daughter. And I was working like 60, 70 hours a week all around the clock. And then living in Ohio, daycare is not cheap. So I kind of looked at my boss one day. He looked at me. I know he was thinking, we need to rehire if this girl is not coming back. And he's like, you're not coming back, are you? And I was like, I don't know how I could. You know, there was a daycare at the place I worked. Um, It was a gym facility. And I could take her there, but I just, I saw other moms doing that. And I knew that's not what I wanted. So we kind of shifted at that time. My husband had a business with his family and things were good enough for me to be able to stay at home. And so I did that for a while. I did try a few different things throughout the years when she was little. Um, I stayed home for a while. And then back in 2008, things started happening with the whole world, our economy, our family business was hit hard. So I needed to do something because things were shifting with my husband's finances. We had no idea how bad it would actually get, or I would have taken much bigger action at that time as far as my career goes. So I started babysitting from home. I remember one time I had like seven kids that I was watching. I was pregnant with my second daughter. The ages were from like one to seven, almost impossible. And there were so many times I'm like throughout those years that I just knew that I I knew that there was more for me. There was a few years where we were struggling so much financially. I was, you know, pregnant with one or had another one in diapers at the time. And I would be at Walmart and my debit card would get declined. And I just remember thinking, I went to college for four years. I'm a hard worker. You know, at one point, my husband and I had like seven different jobs between the two of us, and we still could not pay the bills. Now, this had a lot to do with really poor financial planning on our part. We did not adjust our lifestyle in many ways when our finances got bad. And I would give anything to go back, you know, to pre-kid life and be more disciplined with paying off debt and, and doing things better. But, the, you know, the facts are the facts. We didn't. 
And, um, you know, about five and a half years ago, um, I found a way to start to earn a little bit of income online. And that changed everything for us because I just had our third daughter. I had two-year-old and a four-year-old at home too. And it was like the best gift that someone had ever given me was an opportunity to earn close to full-time income. You know, it wasn't quite that, but it was enough to like offset something I really enjoyed doing, um, you know, helping other people get healthier, helping other people, you know, earn some income as well. It wasn't all that the industry cracked it up to be at times. Again, it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I learned so much about myself, about leadership, about entrepreneurship. It was really exciting. And even before that, I kind of dipped into entrepreneurship, kind of following you, Angel, um, and your sister, Emily, and some of our other friends up in Ohio. They, you guys had photography businesses. And I've always taken pictures, like from the time I was a little kid, I printed them off, got double prints at Walmart every single time because they were just a dollar more. And I love taking pictures. So I kind of like taught myself with the help of a lot of you guys just helping me there. I was not great. I always felt so insecure about my work, how much I was charging, how much I wasn't charging, if people enjoyed the pictures, the experience. A lot with that too was a frustration for me, especially the lifestyle we had. My husband working several jobs, me trying to like get someone to watch my kids for a couple hours so I could go shoot. Sometimes people didn't show up. Sometimes people didn't pay. And, um, you know, there was a lot of frustration for me with that, but I, I did enjoy parts of that and having a taste of, you know, being an entrepreneur for the first time, having my own thing. So I really like that. But anyways, five and a half years ago, finding something that I could do from home ish. Um, there were things that, you know, called us out of the home from time to time. There was a lot of phone calls with that, which you can imagine having a newborn, a two-year-old and a four-year-old was really difficult, especially if your husband's never home. So, but again, it was one of the best things that ever happened. And then like Angel said, like last year, um, that was kind of, that business shifted. Things were not what we needed them to be to move forward with that. And it was a really frustrating time because I had done a lot of things wrong. I had tied myself, my identity to that, you know, a lot of my worth to that and really just got wrapped up in ways that I shouldn't have um, with building the way that I built that business, even friendships, relationships, partnerships there. And just, it, it was, it was a really hard time. I remember when we found out and probably a month after everything, I, I was, it was almost an out of body experience. <laughs> It was different than when our family business was failing. It was just, it was very different because the way that we built that business was so public and um, it was, it was a really difficult time. So I was completely done. Um, another, I guess I could rewind a little bit there. Um, I guess it was maybe six months before that happened. Um, I'd started to do some embroidery on the side um, from home, which I loved. It was, it was a good situation in the beginning, but it quickly became consuming because my husband and I were like, she mentioned we paid off $36,000 in debt. We were like, let's do it. Let's pay off debt. And you know, this is a way that you can do it. If you can do this for two or three years, like night and day, basically it'll, it'll set our family up for debt freedom in the future. So I like kind of signed on for that. Didn't realize till last summer 
how much it sucked the life out of me. Basically, I was in a room for 12 to 13 hours a day, couldn't even hear my kids or talk to my kids because the machines are so loud. And I could make a lot of money doing that. And that was really motivating on some days. And then it was really frustrating on other days. Even it got to the point to where I'd be at my sister's house thinking like, I need to get home. I need to get through some of those boxes. And I couldn't even enjoy being off of work. So it wasn't a good thing for me. And um, I, I was realizing that right about this time last year that I lost the other business thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to do double time with this embroidery. And it was really, really frustrating. Now on the flip side, you know, my husband's career has been incredible the last few years and he's actually able to, you know, take care of all of our main bills, but any of the like paying off debt, all the fun stuff, like that's what I like to do with my income. And so wait, so just to I, recap, you were basically a nanny <laughs> and you're at home I was a nanny. Home, home childcare. You also had your own business um, with your family, like a family business. And then you also had a health and wellness company. And then you also did embroidery. embroidery. Are you tired? <laughs> well, if I think about it, I am. I'm not someone that as of the last like five or six years that I can really sit around. And if there is financial stress, I can't relax. So the only thing like I know to do is go to work. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, right now there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of stress in a lot of people's lives. Things have happened even in our community. So during the whole COVID thing, people are losing their jobs. Like we had a tornado come through. So like people lost their jobs. They can't go to work. They're stuck at home. They lose their home on top of all that. So there's a lot of just messiness in the world. And there's a lot of people out there that are scared, you know, of what, what could happen, what has happened, what will happen. And I think you feel like you're out of control and, you know, you want to fix your situation. If you're a mom, like that's what this podcast is kind of geared towards. It's for moms, you know, who, you know, have businesses or want businesses or want to build something for themselves. This is a time for you to realize that you are in control and you have so many options in life and you are not stuck. And last year I realized that I, I didn't want to shrink back because I saw what that looked like for a few weeks. Um, I was at the beach or we were at the, in Florida, we weren't at the beach, but we were on vacation <clears throat> and, um, my husband takes a leadership book down to the pool. And before I was like all over that versus I don't read. I like audiobooks, So I would have done that, but I'm like, well, I don't need that anymore. And I really hated that version of myself because I know I enjoy that, that part of my life. I enjoy pouring into other people. I enjoy, uh, like I'm working with a girl right now who is really exciting. It's exciting to see her have hope again. That's one of my favorite things to do is just to give people hope give them a plan and give them some hope because I, I love moms and I love the way that they can pull things out of themselves that they never knew because of who's watching them and because of who, who needs them. I love that. So, I mean, I definitely think that it's great that you've pivoted each time. And, and even whenever you mentioned that time where it felt like you wanted on some levels to quit, it's almost like you let yourself rest 
so that you could rebuild. And you clearly have. And I love that you talked about focusing on the controllables because you have to almost think about like what is happening to me. It's very much geared on how you react to it. And so we can't really control a lot right now, but we can control ourselves and we can control our mindset, you know, like really waking up with, it sounds like you wake up like ready to work. And so I think that's definitely a huge trait that a lot of people need, myself included, (laughs) to where we can like reset your mindset. Like if something bad happens, like almost reframe it and think of, well, why did this happen? Or what could I have changed? And a lot of the things, you know, you can't. And so to just move on from it, like learn from it and move on from it. And um, I definitely think that messy action is the way to just get clarity on what it is you want to do. Like you doing that um, embroidery business gave you clarity that you don't want to do an embroidery business, you know, and that you want to have freedom because now you actually make money from your phone, right? Yeah. So, you know, during that time of me like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm done. And I looked at other things. A lot of our friends had found other paths to take and I tried. I really did. I I would get on a Zoom after Zoom and I'm like, that's just not for me. I'm not going to... I'm not excited about that. I don't want to pick up the phone and call my sister, you know, and, and it was really frustrating because there were a lot of people I wanted to partner with, you know, moving forward and to not have that like clarity really left me hopeless for a little bit. And I thought, well, but, um, yeah. So like you said, like my whole, probably not, I, I don't know. I think before the first, healthcare um, company I was, I got to be a part of that was kind of messy action because I had several other jobs. I didn't even bring up during that. I was doing all the things I actually was um, cleaning a daycare at a time. And I was, I remember being so pregnant and I'm like the whole time I'm like, I have a four year degree. I have a four year degree. Why am I cleaning boogers off of this wall? Like, you know, thinking like, there's more for me. Like, what is this doing? And, um, but you know, those moments, of like frustration and and a lot of that now you know like you just said and and we've kind of talked a lot with our our friends and mentors this past year was and like every things aren't happening to you they're happening for you and you know if you had told me you know last may when we lost that company that you know oh this is going to be the best gift ever i you know i could i could not see how but you've got to give things time Um, and then, you know, there are, there are other things, there are other things in life. And that's one thing I wish I had been not, I'd been more secure in myself and my abilities versus certain things, because that's what my experience is. And that's what my history shows is that I can get through anything. I'm, I'm never going to be outworked. But what I love recently with earning income from my phone is I've learned to work smarter, not harder, because yes, I can go clean boogers off of windows and make money, but there's, there's smarter ways. You just are patient enough to wait for the right opportunity. And yeah, so it's pretty cool. My friend reached out to me like that vacation we were on and I'm like, so sad. I'm like, what's going on? What am I going to do? You know, moving forward, I felt a responsibility to people that had depended on me in the past to keep them healthy or motivate them, you know, to stay, stay on track physically. And I felt an obligation to, you know, people that depended on me to help them earn extra income as well. And that it just, it was a weird feeling. So my friend reached out to me and she was like, what are you doing? And I said, nothing, we're not doing anything. 
and she shared an opportunity with me and it was like I remember laying at the pool I was listening to this video that she shared with me and it was like I'm smiling again and Dan's in the water throwing Hadley and I'm smiling and I'm like this is it like this is what I've always wanted to be a part of this is this is exactly like everything I've always looked for. And it's so cool how if you're just patient and you can pivot instead of quit. And this last year has been absolutely insane. Like we've, you know, tripled what we were earning before and we, we were able to pay off. It was like $36,000, 663, no 36. I can't even say it. It's a big number over $36,000. And we had a goal to pay off $40,000, which we will by the end of this month in debt and it's unbelievable to be able to to say that like that'll be all of our student loan debt and paid off two cars and it's really exciting so what would you say to someone who maybe is feeling knocked down right now or or they maybe even don't know what their gift is or where they could put their time like where to start what would you say for them to do i think the thing that was the biggest game changer for me. So let's say you're in that situation I was in like five years ago, five and a half years ago, where I was working three part-time jobs, having my kids at home, like just doing what I could to get food on the table from time to time. That situation, the thing that I didn't have then that I've, you know, got the last few years is really personal growth. Personal growth has been and mentorship finding people out there who are like, who have what I want. There was a lot of people in my circle of friends that are incredible people, great friends, but weren't guiding me to better. They, they were, they, they weren't the people for that. Not that they weren't good friends, not that they didn't have my best interest at heart, but they weren't pushing me to greatness. So I think, you know, fine. And there's plenty of people out there. Personal growth is like the biggest thing in the world right now for you know, even social media. So you can find people that inspire you. You do not have to be their best friend. You can even just follow them on social media or podcasts is a great way. That's like my thing. I listen to at least three, three podcasts a day. It's what gets me going. If I'm in a bad mood, I go take a shower, turn on a podcast, go for a run, turn on a podcast. And I'm like instantly like motivated and excited to go help pour into other people. So I think, you know, if you're feeling like, I don't know, like maybe you don't know what you're good, you're good at. I think God created us in a specific way. And a lot of people just, a lot of people do not feel fulfilled and it's because they're not serving people. So especially right now in the time that we're in, you know, a lot of people are just thinking about themselves because they're not around the people that they used to be around. You know, like for me, I haven't been going to church. I haven't been around the people that I used to serve. They would come to my house every Sunday Um, or the the youth group girls I work with, like, you know, you're not with them and you're not serving people. You're not really thinking about people as much. So the way to feel fulfilled is to serve others and serve your creator. So if you're in those situations, like, okay, how can I serve people? But here's the cool thing that God created for us to do is what do you enjoy? You know, I really don't like sewing. So I'm not going to go sew something for somebody. I don't like cooking for other people because I don't have that gift. And I'm nervous when people come to my house, I have to cook. I hate it. I'm like, what if their kid doesn't like this? And what if they don't like this? Or what if I mess the chicken up? You know, that's not my gifting. So, you know, we'll just order pizza. (laughs) 
But um, the things that you're really good at, the things you're passionate about, the things that excite you, serve people in those ways. I love helping people get incredible results with incredible products, clean living products. I've partnered with a clean living product company. That's what we do. We have like the number one weight loss, weight, I would say weight management product. Um, for the last two years, it's incredible. And I absolutely love helping people get healthier and live healthier lifestyles. I know that that's one of the world's biggest needs right now. So I love being a part of that. And I love helping people utilize their phone and their social networks and their social media to build businesses like they've never known. Like we are blowing people's mind with the amount of income that they're able to earn from their phone, from their home, wherever. And that's exciting to me is, you know, and a lot of people that I work with, they, you know, already have full-time jobs, but most people don't have an extra $500 in the bank account if they were to get like a surprise bill. And that's, you know, scary. So I just show people, Hey, here's an extra, here's how you can make an extra $500 a month. Okay. Here's how you can make, how you can make an extra thousand. And if I can teach them how to make 500, I can make them teach them how to make 5,000 a month. So, um, it's been really, really exciting. Well, and I think that that's a big, big thing for right now with the uncertainty, because even if they have the money, I feel like people are kind of have this lack mentality right now because they don't know, like there's just so much uncertainty for that next step. And so I feel like there is this, which I mentioned before we hopped on here, how I've been looking at vacations and things. And it's like, well, should we spend money? But the thing is, is like you, when you, when you get into a lack scarcity mindset, I think it really does mess with you. Um, not even in that moment, just in that moment. Um, so I think definitely being open to new, um, opportunities, and for sure the personal growth. I actually think that finding out that, which I think I knew my love language was words, but that was huge because it almost made it to where, okay, I need to get good words in. And it even started with just post, like I would go on Pinterest and search quotes and I'd say on my phone and it was just for me, but then to take one step further and be like, oh, well, someone else might like this. So let me put it on social media. And then you're like, you're bringing people with you. Um, and I know that you do a great job of sharing on your stories. And I feel like that is inspiring to people. And a lot of people don't do that because they feel like they are not perfect yet. And so, and I feel like that's not what it's about. It's not about being perfect. It's not about being like better than someone else. It's more so about showing people what you're doing and what's working for you and, and doing it together and I think that is definitely a big part of community. And right now, like you said, like we don't have the people. And so we kind of are slacking on the community part. Um, so I definitely think that using the social media for good, how do you limit that? Because it does sound like you are a, you know, a workhorse. <laughs> so how do you balance that? Because your phone's usually always with you. How are you setting those boundaries? So that you, know, you don't hate this. <laughs> yeah, it's day to day and things have changed so much. Um, so we were in a season to where um, we were, got really good because I would hate when my husband would come home and still be working. Um, and I would hate, he would hate if I'm like on my phone during dinner or whatever. So, and I think just as a rule in general, whether you're working from your phone or not, people are addicted to that device. And, you know, I know you've probably heard it before, but like, you know, set 
times. Like normally it's like five to seven, like there will be no technology in the house. Like the TV's off, the iPads are off. Like it's, it's so important to create that space. Even if it means like, you know, we're not playing Monopoly, but maybe we're doing laundry without like screaming or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, trying to get people to get undistracted. And, you know, the most important thing for, you know, somebody like me who, you know, is almost, I would say addicted to working because I'm so excited. I know you're totally right not now. about the Enneagram, but I'm feeling a three here. <laughs> I think I'm a two, three. I think I'm like in okay. between a two and a three. Yeah. Um, but not in all things. I think it's because I've found, I think the thing right now for me is like this opportunity and the timing and the momentum of what I'm a part of is so special. And I know that it's not going to be here forever. And I know that there's a lot of people that I want to get to take advantage of this with me. So I am very, very motivated right now. Um, but also too, like getting, walking away from that embroidery business has like just made, given me so much peace and so much excitement about my life that, you know, I don't, I love what I do. Well, and it probably puts it in perspective because you kind of had something taken away a bit. Cause I feel like that's how it was when I went to work. So working from home and then going to like a work, a place where you clock in. And I remember telling someone, I was like, I just don't like how many hours I have to be there. <laughs> like, yeah. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Like really angel, you can't, you can't stand how many hours, but it was, it was the idea that it wasn't based on like my productivity or what I got mm -hmm. done or anything like that. It literally was the hours. And mm -hmm. then even like how you said, when you had to leave your baby, like you didn't want to do that. And I felt like by the time I got home, she was like, beat because she was exhausted and tired that I wouldn't even get a seer. So yeah, I definitely think that, that when you're uncomfortable, when you feel that it's, it can be a negative thing, but it also can be positive because I feel like that will make you move. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's a good reminder. And so maybe I was a little comfort, comfortable before, <laughs> like, you know, like, and so it took maybe that almost seemingly like step back but really it made it to where I know I'm more appreciative of what I do have and more, um, more unwilling to let it go again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and so when it comes to just real quick, one last tip, like when it comes to like putting money towards debt or to have a plan, did you have any tips for that? Like how to, I guess I know that you recently did a story on, on your goals and just like knowing what it is you want. Is there any tips that you have just in closing to kind of help us to have a vision, I guess, for what we want? We probably could have, if we were disciplined, we could have paid off double in debt, you know, what we did, but we're not like we're spenders. And that was the problem for us. Um, for all those years, like, you know, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're, you know, following Dave Ramsey or whatever, who we are obsessed with and use many of his tips as far as how we were going to pay off our debt, but we are not beans and rice people. We tried to do that for months. And honestly, that kind of tore our marriage apart because the second you see somebody coming home with a fast food bag, when that's not in your envelope, like you're like, you ruined the month, you know? And that's, it was just, that was just never going to happen for us because we are not that disciplined. So basically 
if for people trying to pay off debt that are like us, okay, get Dave Ramsey, figure out the principles, like what, listen to his podcast is amazing, but also find multiple streams of income and flood your bank account. Because when you have excess and you can still take the vacation, we just took like one of my dream vacations last month or a couple of weeks ago. We're going on another vacation um, in July. Like we're, we're not someone that's going to sacrifice for years, especially while our kids are home, even if that's the smart parent adult thing to do. Um, I like to get my nails done. I like to go shopping. Like, so we just knew while we had all this income, like now's the time to press go, you know, and, and throw a, a, the second there's five or $10,000 in the bank, it's going to debt, you know? Um, so that's kind of what we've done, but it's also been really nice to have that cushion too. Like when we did just go on vacation, I remember vacations before even last year, it's like any money we spent, we knew we were going to come home and pay for that. You know, it was going to affect the budget next month. And to, to be able to go on vacation and know, like if anything happened, like we're good, that was like a breath of fresh air. And that's another thing that fuels me because I know most families out there are like that, especially right now is I can help someone not have that feeling. You know, I haven't felt that since like before kids, the financial peace, honestly. And to be able to do that for other people, like is what fuels me. And I get so excited when someone wants to learn more about social retail, because I get a share like, oh my goodness, like this is going to blow your socks off. I can't Well, wait. And it was crazy because you really didn't share. Because <laughs> I remember I watched you for a while and I was like, why isn't she sharing? No, why isn't she messaging me? No. And then I... <laughs> was ready to finally, cause I was in a bit of a, like a depression, like postpartum anxiety, depression type of state. Like I, poor Reggie, he was even doing like all the house stuff. Cause I was just emotionally. And I think physically exhausted, um, from working that job. And when we decided to come home, it really was, it was like on a whim, like it was like, we just have to change it. And so I came home and then, um, over the next two or three months, just kind of watched and bit was open kind of like how you said like that you have to be open to different things and just looking giving yourself grace to just like a time to breathe um and then and then here we go and literally every time and after seeing that and partnering with you i actually have always because my concern was always insurance like if you're mm -hmm. working it for yourself or not like and and that has provided for that and so i'm really grateful for that and um I really am excited um, to see everything that you do and how, how much you're serving the community and helping people and helping me. <laughs> All right. Well, if we want to find you or connect with you on social media, where can we find you? So on Facebook, my name is Heather Joy McGuffey. That's my middle name, Heather Joy McGuffey. And then Instagram, that's a good question because I don't even know. I think it's, it's Heather underscore McGuffey on Instagram. Um, I do Instagram and Facebook stories. I try to stay very consistent with that. That's been a really fun outlet for me. Um, and then I am decent at posting as well. So we would love to connect with you on social media. That's like my favorite thing and way, especially during this time to connect with people and, and help them. And if you guys are interested in learning more about social retail, Angel and I would absolutely love to share it with you. Um, it's pretty awesome and we're having a lot of fun.
Yeah, I'll put some details in the show notes. And um, yeah, just wanted to say thanks again. And just a reminder for our listeners that you are strong, you are capable, and you can do the hard stuff. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel. Now it's time for the takeaways. All right, so here are seven tips to overcome hurdles and to make money at home. Number one, messy action. You just have to get started. So it doesn't really matter if you have total 100% clarity on what it is that you are meant to or that you want to do, just that you get into action so that through the act of doing, you can see what it is that you like or don't like about it. Number two, pivot instead of quit. So the goal hasn't changed. The goal is still for you to be happy, to make an impact, to make income. So if the goal hasn't changed, the way you get there is what needs to change. All right, so number three, focus on the controllables. We need to see that we cannot control the external things around us. We have to control only what we you know, can control, which is ourselves. Number four is be patient. And and then number five, give yourself time. Number six is use your God-given gifts. There is an exercise you can do. So grab a piece of paper, make three big circles. On number one, you need to write down all of your skills that you have. So just brain dump them all down there. It's also helpful for you to ask people around you this. What do you think that I'm good at? Um, Number two is to write all of your passions or things that you enjoy to do. Um, And then number three, write down all your life experiences. The fact that you've been through something actually gives you an expert opinion on it, okay? Or, you know, you are someone who can really teach the person next to you that doesn't know that that is maybe needing help with that life experience that you have went through. So you can be an expert at something just by simply going through it. All right, and number six is be open-minded. So it's really nice for you to kind of surrender and to just be open to the things that are around you to see the possibilities and to see what could happen. And then lastly, there are two questions that you can start to think about, and that is really what do you enjoy? What are you excited about? If you are not excited about it, then it's time to kind of do some soul searching and figure out what exactly you can do today to be happier. So at the end of the day, I hope that you use your gifts to make money, but ultimately, I think you need to be happier. So um, if you need to connect with us over on social, definitely check us out on our new Facebook group, Multi-Passionate Mompreneur. I would love to know the answer to these questions. So come over there, hang out with us, and let us know what it is you are going to do. All right, until next time, see you guys.